Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry. It's built by Mountain Barn Builders, and we are live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Cookville sweeps Stewart's Creek on the road. Cumberland County splits with Livingston. Warren splits with Spring Hill, and Clark Range picks up a sweep of Red Boiling Springs. We welcome in live. Joining us to start the show, though, Van Buren County Girls Head Coach Tyler Sapp. Uh, Coach Sapp, thanks for joining us. Before we get on the court, I am just curious uh, what it was to be off the court for over a week and a half and how you and your team kind of dealt with this unprecedented weather, the events of the last few weeks. Uh, I mean, it was it's kind of weird coming from Christmas break being off and then as we played, played our Christmas tournament like way before Christmas break. So then we had like 10 days off then and then we had another 10 days off because we didn't play. When we played Thursday, it was two weeks from us playing a game so um, <laughs> obviously we started out super sluggish in that game I think we were shooting 10% to start because you know that kind of that long of a layoff and then we only practiced one time that whole time so you know those things are expected you guys are on a five game winning streak though you haven't lost in the month of January yet what do you think contributed to your team's ability uh, to sort of weather those weird things where they're off for 10 days uh, coming into the month of January and then you get a weird 10 days off in the middle of it what contributed to your team being able to to still find W's and stay consistent um, just re- just relying on each other and uh, playing through each other and doing doing the things that we talk about all the time um, you know playing sound defense that that stuff don't go away with when you're shooting uh, when you're struggling shooting the basketball. Um, all those things will stay there because it's just effort. And, you know, if we can stay solid on the defense side of the floor, we're not – because we only scored 50 points last night mm-hmm. um, against, you know, South Pittsburgh team that we, we should score more on. And uh, – but, you know, when you're, when you're struggling shooting the ball, if you can lock it in defensively and, and rebound, then you're going to put yourself in a good position to win. We look back to the beginning of the month. You mentioned you guys had a pretty early Christmas tournament and then those 10 days off. Uh, what what contributed to the ability to turn a corner right there? I mean, you came into that, and it, it wasn't so much that you were playing bad, but it was kind of inconsistency up to that point. What helped you guys kind of turn a corner as we entered district play and find a lot more consistency defensively on the boards and then obviously offense still coming around? Well, I mean, getting Layla back helped. <laughs> there it is. Of course, you know. Um, but, I mean, her being out was invaluable to these young young kids and them getting experience because they're, they're going to be the core group for the next two years because I have no no juniors right now. So they're, they're, they needed that experience, and I think it's going to help us in the long run. But, of course, getting her back gets us consistency on offense because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're losing a 22-and-a-half point average <laughs> score yeah. um, for her career for the most part. And, uh, you know, anybody's going to hurt missing that. But uh, I'm proud of the way them kids played um, with Outer. Um, you know, we won a game. We was in a bunch of tight, close games. And, you know, I think that's, that experience is just invaluable for them. And I think it's going to help us down, down the road. What does in reinserting a player like that look like? When, when you put Layla back in the lineup, how does it kind of affect the rest of this team and how they play around her when they've adjusted to being without her? Uh, I mean, it was seamless. I mean, you know, she's going to do 
anything and everything you ask her to do, and she can play on the ball, she can play off the ball. So um, she she fits in well anywhere. Of course, anybody that scores that's going to score twenty twenty <laughs> yeah, a night is going to fit in well it's everywhere. Fit in. But uh, for everybody else, I mean, it was. Uh, it was good because you know we had another ball handler on the floor, an experienced ball handler. Mm-hmm. Because my um, my other two people that bring the ball down the floor was a sophomore that played, you know, probably played six minutes last year game, yeah. and then a freshman that <laughs> we got from Warren County that was brand new to our team. Yeah. So uh, you know it was great for them to be able to handle the ball and bring it down, and then it's also great for them to have a break, and it's also great for Layla to be able to have a break handling the ball because they've done it. They've done it for eight games without her. Uh, so like I said, it's just good for everybody all around you guys obviously now you take a weekend you turn another corner and you head down the gauntlet of of the rest of district play how do you keep yourselves fresh keep the legs fresh uh knowing that going forward because of those 10 days uh you're gonna have more games a week you're gonna have more games in tight proximity how do you kind of stay fresh and keep the legs going um well i mean that's it's a good question because I don't really know. <laughs> uh, you know, we got four games next week. Mm-hmm. We go to Clark Range, then we got to go play a really tough Grundy team. Uh, you know, th- those two games, then they were both away back to back. That's that's a meat grinder there. Uh, when I got seven, eight kids in a rotation that play the majority of minutes, so mm-hmm. trying to keep fresh fresh legs is going to be uh, crucial for us. Probably just lighter practices. Um, of course, we only have one day of practice, so it don't really matter. But a lot of shooting that day to get get some rest. But then we have then we got some uh, some better games for us uh, towards the end of the week that we can get some rest and maybe um, rest, give the starters some breaks in, the, in those games and stuff. Hey, Coach Tyler Sapp in Buren County uh, Eagle at basketball. Coach, appreciate you taking. Uh, some time out here, enjoy the breakfast, and uh, I look forward to getting to talk to a few of your girls in a little bit. Thank you. Like I said, Eaglet head coach Tyler Sapp joins the program. This is the high school playbook. It's built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you, and we go now to Salina, where things have not gone the Bulldogs' way since returning from the sudden break due to weather. Back-to-back losses in district play, joined now by head coach Rob Edwards. Coach Edwards, I appreciate you coming on. Before we talk ball, I am curious to know from both a coach and an AD perspective, have you ever seen anything like these last two weeks in the middle of a season? I I don't recall. This is my 24th year, and I don't recall – you know, us being uh, unable to practice or play for this extended amount of time uh, in the years I've been doing it. Uh, but uh, you know, we we just uh, we just did like what I assume everybody else did. Uh, we didn't practice. Uh, the you know the conditions were just too treacherous to to risk these guys getting out and, and being on the road. So we just uh, we just didn't practice and you know, tried to watch a lot of film and tried to prepare and had to reschedule several games and. Uh, even cancel a game or two. So, uh, you know, I, I figure that the only good thing is, that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm worried to death about it, but the only good thing is that everybody else is in the same boat with me. So we, uh, you know, we, we practiced a couple times during the, the seven or eight days and 
figure everybody, you know, somebody may have practiced three or four, but uh, I, I would imagine that's about uh, the maximum. Yeah, that is one of the few things is uh, even more crazy is that everybody is in that same boat. Uh, obviously, these last two games uh, since we got back from that crazy winter weather haven't necessarily gone maybe the way you had, you had hoped. Uh, do you feel like that's a product of the fact that you guys weren't able to, to really get into a gym, uh, or, or is that more uh, just kind of the route you guys were on and, and you're still kind of growing as a team? Well, probably a combination of both. Um, you know, when, you, when you're not able to get in the gym, it, it, it does affect you. But there again, it affects everyone else uh, as well. So I can't really use that as an excuse. But, um, but yeah, it obviously had an effect on us. Um, and, you know, we're, we're still a, a team in, in process of, of trying, to, trying to fix some things that, that we don't do very well. And, uh, you know, once we uh, – and maybe we can't fix all those things, but maybe we can just fix one or two of them. And over the course of the next couple of weeks, getting ready for the district tournament, and, and that's going to put us in a good enough position to uh, to win some of these games that we've been uh, losing. A tough one on the road at Pickett County. Let's start there, sixty-seven uh, fifty-two. Uh, what did you like from your team on the road in a very, very you know, obviously hostile environment, as you guys are well aware? Uh, and and obviously, what are some things you feel like you learned in that game that you hope you can uh, take back to the drawing board and, and rework? Well, I told her guys after after the game in the locker room, you know, I, I see that it's there. Uh, I see moments that it's there. Uh, and, and the it is just, you know, being able to, to get defensive stops and, and executing on offense and putting the ball in the basket and taking the right shot at the right time. And um, we, we do that for about 26 to 28 minutes per game. But, uh, unfortunately, you know, the game's 32 minutes long. So, I even told them tonight, uh, you know, if, if we ever put 32 minutes together, we're going to be pretty doggone uh, hard to beat. But uh, we just haven't done that yet, and so uh, you know, we're waiting. We're waiting to see uh, see what that's like if if we can do it, uh, you know, uh, for the end of the year. As you mentioned earlier, you've been you know 20 plus years. You've been around the game. You've been you've been doing this. Uh, where does that come from? Where do you build? that consistency how do you get a team to play 32 minutes uh basketball is it something that comes just with time or is there something you can do in practice on film uh or so on and so forth well i i think um you know a lot of it is um they have to recognize recognize their mistakes and um you can't take plays off we can't have four guys executing on the offensive end and one guy not and then next trip down you know same same thing on the defensive end uh we can't have a letdown by by one guy and the other four guys playing hard and, and that's kind of where we've been uh, uh these last two games you know both of these games were, were very winnable uh, the picket game was a like a six point game with two and a half minutes to go um, and uh we actually had the ball and and didn't score and then tonight um going into the fourth quarter i think maybe it was a it was a four or six point game. Uh, you know, we gave up 25 points in the fourth quarter. So just those things, we got to tighten up defensively and, and, and play better in the fourth quarter seems to be uh, where we're really struggling right now. Everyone always says defense wins championships. You turn a corner here and you, you start to kind of look forward to uh, another district game. You get to have Clark Range at home on Tuesday, unless. Uh, with everyone's schedules changing, you may have a game tomorrow or Monday that I'm unaware of. But 
if you do preview that, if if not, uh, what is it about Clark Range that you've seen on film that makes them an extremely uh, improved team despite their record? And what do you guys have to try to key on against the Buffaloes? Well, they're a, they're a very they shoot the basketball really well, um, not just from a three point line, but uh, mid range shots. And uh, so you know we've uh, like we did up there, we we've, we've really got to kind of try to run them off the three point line, make them bounce it. And force them to take some tough twos, uh, but they're uh, you know they're they're getting better every game. Um, you know they're they're quite a bit better than they were maybe this time last year. And uh, those guys are were really young last year, and they've got a lot of game experience now. So so they're a very dangerous team. Um, fortunately, we were able to beat them at their place, and now we've we've got them coming here on Tuesday. But uh, you know we'll just uh, we'll just try to lock down and uh, and focus on the fundamental things that we have to do and rebound the basketball and defend and execute on the offensive end. Back at Chick-fil-A live on Interstate Drive, Clay County head coach Rob Edwards joining us there. We stay on the boys' side and we go from Salina to Baxter, another community who takes pride in their school and their teams. Speak with head coach Bobby McWilliams, whose team seems undaunted by the weather, this district, or much of anything else. That's not to say games have not been close. Last night was only a one-point win. Uh, Coach McWilliams, we'll talk about that stone game here in mere moments. But first, uh, how did you and your team handle these last few weeks? Well, uh, honestly, um, we hadn't went back and calculated it uh, to see how many different starting lineups we've had uh, this year. Uh, You know, we played the first, I don't know, third of the season without – uh, a lot of our returning players without the football kids. And then uh, we got those guys back. We were out in Florida. We played with limited or no practice. Uh, we had several guys get sick. Uh, Jack Torrance got an injury. Um, you know, So we've just been, um, I mean, it's been that kind of, <laughs> I can't say really chaos, but it's been that kind of change for us, um, you know, pretty much since uh, the 1st of December. And uh, we've just decided to take the approach of uh, we're going to control what we can control, and uh, it's next man up, and whoever's um, in the game at the time is the one we're expecting to perform, and they've done a great job with that. This team is, uh, uh, is a pretty is, is a pretty tight-knit group, so it's uh, it, it's been fun to see them uh, be able to adapt and change like you're talking about. Yeah, as I mentioned, a seven-game winning streak uh, you guys haven't lost a ball game since January 5th when you dropped uh, a big one two stone to open district play. Oh, what do you what changed, right? Was it after that game a message maybe did the guys have something to say? What corner were you able to turn uh, where you haven't dropped another one since that uh, sort of uh, as I talked to you uh, a loss that you didn't feel like was indicative of this team. Yeah, you know, uh, we played well in Kingston uh, or, or Lenore City when we played uh, uh, in the tournament. Um, um, I, I just I felt like when we got back, you know, we had a little week off there, and when we played at Stone, it really wasn't anything that that uh, necessarily that our, our kids did. I, I felt like I may not have gotten them ready to play like they needed to play, and. <clears throat> Uh, and on top of that, I felt like Stone did a lot of lot of things to to you know to maybe open up some 
um, you know, um, I guess, or expose some things that we needed to correct uh, that night. And so uh, since then, we've kind of worked on some of those, and we're continually trying to, uh, uh, you know, plug any holes up that we may have and, and, and get better at the things we do well. But, uh, you know, we've uh, we've just taken one game at a time, regardless if it's the first game or the last game. But um, just happy with our kids and, and proud of their effort night in, night out. Well, obviously they plugged some holes. You go from uh, a 68-49 loss to open district play to a a, a big-time 45-44 win last night over Stone. What were some of the holes? What were some of the adjustments you were able to make this time against the Panthers? And maybe secondarily, if I can, what was uh, the pride for you to see your team in a one-point game walk away with a victory? That's pretty gritty. Yeah, you know, it, it is. Uh, and you, um, you know, you got to give our guys credit for, you know, for hanging in there. We even, uh, you know, we had the lead from, from probably the majority of the game. Then we ended up losing that lead at one point and went back and forth from that point on. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, just um, stay in the course and, um, you know, do what we do and, um, you know, play with each other, play for each other is kind of the uh, mantra we've taken. And, um, you know, they did that and it worked out good for them. We, you know, Braden hit a really big shot at the end there. And, uh, you know, that's what teams do. Um, just fortunately for us, you know, the shot went in. Um, but, um, you know, we, as I said before, I just felt like we needed to do some things differently. And, and I felt like we did. One thing we did was we, I felt like we rebounded the ball a lot better last night than we did in the first matchup. And that was probably, the biggest difference in the game um, was being able to, you know, keep them off the boards, not give them those second chances, which, you know, every team and every coach wants to do that. You you can't win if you keep giving up offensive rebounds. You guys obviously played three games this week. That's something that I wish you didn't have to do again. I wish that wasn't something that was probably going to become somewhat normal over the next couple of weeks because of – uh, the weather. How do you feel like your team's conditioning held up? Uh, obviously, three wins. And how do you kind of going forward over the weekend and going into next week, refreshing those legs, and get them ready for another gauntlet coming up? Right. Well, you know, we've got to gain a little bit of rest this weekend uh, for sure. But uh, our kids are tired. Um, it was a, it was a hard week. Um, you know, getting. After being out of school and then getting back uh, into playing, and we played, I guess, what, three games in four days or something. But, uh, you know, for us, um, one thing that I've told these guys that, that separates us from a lot of teams that we've even had here at Upperman is our depth. We've got, um, you know, we've got 10, 11 guys that we work every day in practice, um, you know, within the main first group just because uh, – We've got that many players that can play and step in, and last night was a uh, a testament to that. We, we you could see that uh, our depth uh, really helped us, especially down the stretch. I thought we were pretty fresh uh, for the most part, and um, you know that was a, that's the biggest difference from from our perspective. I, I felt like that we were able to uh, get subs in and play quality minutes with our subs because you know a lot of those guys that played in off the bench last night have started multiple games already this year so um that was a big difference for us i, I felt like upperman 
<clears throat> excuse me, Upperman Boys head coach Bobby McWilliams joining us there. Rob Edwards from Clay County before that. Thank you to both of them for joining us here as a part of the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Scores, turnovers, the momentum shifts. Your coaches share the analysis. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, it's the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. And now we are joined by some Eagleettes, Lady Eagles of Van Buren County High School, Layla Bolden, Abigail Netherton, Kara Mills, and Ellie Grissom all with us. Gosh, where, oh, where do we start? You know, we'll start with Ellie, and we'll just work our way down the line. Uh, it's a very simple question, Ellie. No need to make faces, as people can't see them here on the radio. What were you What were you up to over the 10 days of completely unprecedented break? What were you doing uh, since you couldn't really get in the gym, you weren't playing basketball? What was, uh, what was Ellie Grissom up to? Well, I was sick half the time, so I just laid in bed and slept the whole time. Well, certainly glad to hear you're feeling better, I guess, Ellie. Uh, Kara, what were you up to? Um, nothing much. I just laid in bed and watched TV pretty much the whole time. Abigail, please tell me you did more than lay in bed. I played basketball some. Oh, you actually got bit. some basketball in. Yeah, I did a little bit. Where were you getting basketball in when no one could really get to a well, gym? Well, I live in McMinnville. So oh. Yeah, you, there's like a civic center there. Ah, so she's cheating a little bit there. Okay, got it. Not up on the mountain, cheating a little. What were you doing, uh, Layla? What were you getting into? I was working out some and getting ready. Therapy. <laughs> so Ellie and Kara laying in bed, Abigail and Layla hitting the gym, getting in there, getting shots up. I like this. I like the variation we've got. Layla, for, obviously for, uh, for everyone who's paid attention, you uh, had about an eight-game stretch there where you weren't able to get out on the court. Just what does it feel like now finally being able to be back out there with your team and, and hopefully uh, at least feeling close to 100%, I assume? Yeah, it feels great. It feels great to be back with my teammates and just getting back in the rhythm and playing ball feels amazing. It's better than sitting at home and not being able to. <laughs> What was the uh, the most difficult thing to to reacclimate to? Like, what came the hardest when you finally got back out there? Was it get, putting the ball through the hoop, defense, uh, rebounding? What was the hardest thing about coming back? Probably defense and my movement because I still wasn't a hundred percent where I wanted to be at, so I wasn't able to move as good as I hoped to be able to. As we go back down the line, uh, Abigail, Kara, Ellie will work our way across. Just. What was it like getting Layla back? Uh, you know, obviously you guys were able to really compete at a high level without her, uh, but certainly re-adding her, I'm sure, was uh, was a lot of fun for you guys. Yeah, we actually won mm-hmm. when she came back, and um, I didn't have to run point guard anymore, so I didn't have to turn the ball over as much. Oh, okay. Do you, do you enjoy running point guard before we get to the rest of them? Do you do you enjoy it, or are you you are extremely happy to not be the dominant ball handler? No, when I'm doing good, I like it. But sometimes when I'm not, I hate it. Well, I'd say that's fair for most things in life, Kara. For you, obviously, uh, as somebody who benefits from distribution by your point guard, what was it like to get Layla back on the floor? Well, she just is our main ball handler, so with her coming back, we were able to run plays better and get it entry passes into the post and just 
run all the plays better. Ellie, a similar question. You know, for you, what, what did it mean to get Layla back out there? It was very good. It was way better because <laughs> she's a really good leader, and she just called all the plays, and we just did them. So. Simple, easy, and execution. I love it. We'll go back to Abigail real quick. Uh, joining this team as a freshman, uh, what was that like? What was the hardest or the biggest adjustment for you? Um, I don't really think there was one. Like, I don't know. It was pretty easy because everyone was very nice to me. And then the, I'd played basketball before, so it was just the same. Was there any adjustment coming from, from McMinnville to, to Van Buren? Uh, not really. Like, both of them were pretty high-level basketball, so it was about the same. Fair enough. Layla, we'll come back to you. Obviously, you mentioned it. You know, you're still kind of rehabbing a little bit, still hitting the gym, working out. Where do you feel like you need to continue to get better as you get better? Definitely just my defense and my ball handling, getting back in the rhythm and just getting back to my old self. That's a big thing. That, that certainly is absolutely a big thing. Four games next week, ladies. Four ball games. I'd say that's tough on anybody at any level. We'll go down the line. We'll let Layla start. Uh, how do you keep yourself fresh? How do you keep your legs uh, strong when you know you're going into a week like that and then obviously in the midst of a week like that? Definitely rest and just recovery, letting your body take the time it needs. And then For me, I stretch a lot, so that's my help. But just having the confidence and the rest, and that's about it. Abigail, how do you uh, how do you stay rested? How do you stay strong uh, when you get you got to play four games next week? Uh, well, like I won't work out during that week because then it make my legs tired. But that's pretty much it. I don't do much stretching. All right, we've got a stretcher and a non-stretcher, Kara. I guess now I'm going to simplify the question: stretcher, non-stretcher, non-stretcher. Non-stretcher, all right. How else do you stay fresh for a four-game week? Any chance I get, I just rest. Like, I, If we have four games one week, then I don't do a bunch of stuff at home or do anything other than just practicing before the games or stuff like that. Like, I just try to rest as much as I can. Ellie, stretcher, non-stretcher, and how do you stay fresh for a four-game week? Kind of in the middle. I don't really stretch. I stretch, but not too crazy. But I just... Like they said, rest and just eat some protein. What's your favorite protein? What's the best way in your mind to get protein? Just like eating like spaghetti or something. Spaghetti? Okay. Carbo loading as well, ladies and gentlemen. Back down the line, we'll let it be the final question. Ellie answered it. Uh, no, 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 you gave the answer. Kara, what is your, what's, the, what's the go-to food? What's that go-to before game or after game meal that you got to have? Um... I eat a lot of grilled cheeses or like Ross. I love Ross. Okay. So. How do you like your grilled cheese? I can't let that slide. Are you um, a basic grilled cheese or like we getting fancy? No, I just put cheese and bacon on it. Bacon. Got to get bacon. Got to have bacon. Abigail, go to before or uh, post game meal? Whatever is there. <laughs> I love that answer. I, I definitely love that answer. If you get to pick what's there, what is it? Oh. Mmm. Uh, yeah, I know. Something Difficult. really good. I don't know. Something really good. Well, maybe like chocolate chip pancakes would be great. Chocolate chip pancakes, pre or post game? What are we doing? Are we eating either, that either. Before, before and after? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, Layla, before we get to your favorite food, your thoughts on chocolate chip pancakes before or after a ball game? I think it's good. Maybe not before because I can't eat before. I get sick if I eat before uh, a game. Okay, gotcha. So yours is definitely going to be post-game. What's yeah. the go-to post-game meal? Mm, probably salmon. Salmon. So we went yeah. from chocolate chip pancakes to salmon. <laughs> I love this variety. The Eagleettes, Layla Bolden, Abigail Netherton, Kara Mills, Ellie Grissom joining us. Ladies, I really appreciate you coming down. Uh, and enjoy your fill. Have a great breakfast. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. 60 minutes of X's and O's. 60 minutes of Upper Cumberland Coaches. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We are live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. And now we head to Sparta, where White County and head coach Eric Mitchell had to be one of the most frustrated teams when it came to the winter weather, uh, putting a stop to the season. For a moment, the Warriors were on a roll, winning four straight, five of six, three straight in district play. They were 3-0, and in fact, in the district. Come back from the weather this week, they lose back-to-back district games. Could have fallen to three and three last night, but rallied to defeat DeKalb. So four and two. <coughs> Coach Mitchell wanted to make sure I made that clear. They are four and two in district play. Coach Mitchell, uh, thank you for hopping on with us. Before we talk specifically uh, about DeKalb, why do you think the weather and the time off unexpectedly seem to affect your team so much? You know, uh, we we were really playing well, and then Mother Nature hit and. And, you know, with a young team and inexperienced uh, and, you know, Tripp being hurt the first half of the season, that that really – it really hurt us. But, you know, everybody else – you know, I, I thought about it, but everybody else is in the same boat too. So, um, you know, we got one practice, uh, you know, on that Sunday for an hour and a half and then went and played uh, Livingston, who who's a really good basketball team, um, you know, very fast. Uh, you know, it just uh, – what do you do? I mean, I've never experienced it. Uh, so um, we just tried to do the best we could do. And, you know, we, we, we come back and play, uh, changed a few things, played, it, played a, a lot better against Upman, who's a very talented team, um, probably the most talented team in the district. Um, uh, you know, they got – when I say that, they got, they got 11 players uh, so uh, that they can play um, more, than, more so than anybody else. So you know, we you just have to deal with it. And then last night we got off to, we probably you know we probably set a record last night in basketball. We put basketball back, set basketball back about forty years uh, <laughs> last night. But we found a way to win, and uh, that's what these young guys do. But a young team like this can't take uh, ten days off and have an hour and a half practice and go try to play. So, but it's had to deal with it, and it, we're, we are where we are. So you know, it's a tournament game. So that's what we're we're trying to get better for. Yeah, let's go back to that L.A. game. Uh, first half to forget is the way we will we will phrase it. But you guys came out in the second half and, and responded, right? L.A. is, as you said, a very, very good team and, and certainly want to give them their flowers. Uh, you guys walk away with the L. But in the second half, your team did seem to come out, make some adjustments, respond. Trip, of course, uh, did some trip things. What did you like out of your team's response in that situation when they could have uh, sort of rolled over after a, a first half again that, that most people would like to just forget? You know, I mean, uh, L- L.A., my entire high school career, we played them the first game 
in the last game of the season. Um, my, my all four years I played, um, and um, we hadn't beaten them in eleven years to my junior year, and we finally beat them. And they were our biggest rival, we, and they weren't a district, which makes not, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But they were our biggest rival, and um, you know the last couple of years, uh, and, and and Jimmy does such a good job of, up there. You know he he played there. His dad coached him. Um, he's kind of kind of the same similar situation as me. My dad coached me in high school, um, but I I have a hard time, and it's a hard place to play. The kid, you know, the students are on the floor, uh, you know, on the baseline down there, and they they know your name, and and they, uh, you know, the crowd. The, it's, it's kind of a crowd like ours been coming for years and years and years, and I, I've just had a hard time getting my kid ready to play up there. I, I don't know if it. I wouldn't say they're not a rival. They are now. Uh, but you know we don't. I don't have a hard time getting them up for Stone or Crossell or DeCab or Upperman even. Uh, you know, but uh, it's just a hard place to play. And we came out in the second half and got it cut to four. You know, twice. Once in the third. Once in the fourth. Uh, you know, late and um, just just looked like we hadn't. And we we're reverted back that we hadn't been in the gym. It looked like we hadn't been in the gym in ten days. We had uh, each time we got it cut to four and had and we missed a big shot or we turned it over and. And they uh, they did a really good job. They went uh, I think 18 for 18 from the foul line. So that's what wins games, you know. So uh, they just done a really good job. We just couldn't get over the hump. You mentioned your team turned around and was able to play much better uh, against Upperman. Just a a 10 point loss in the end, but a game that obviously was closer at points. What was your team able to do going from LA to Upperman uh, that showed such improvement? And then obviously we'll talk about really turning a corner and coming away with the W uh, against DeKalb? Well, I call it we just get bushed. Uh, uh, Cam Bush hit back-to-back threes. I don't know. I'm not sure he's hit one all year. And then his brother last year banked two in on me at home uh, with, I think, an, an under 10 seconds. So, uh, you know, he it was they were big shots. He hit them. Uh, but we, we, we cut down our turnovers. I mean, we uh, – you know, we had 22 turnovers at Livingston against their 2-2-1, and then uh, Upperman 2-2-1s, we had, I think, seven total. We had only had three in the second half, and we, we made some shots. We looked a little bit more like a basketball team against Upperman. Uh, Upperman's really good, and, and, you know, we had we had our shots in that game, too. You know, it was close the whole way, and, and then, and then uh, uh, Mr. Bush hit back-to-back threes <laughs> and stretched it to about uh, 10, and that's kind of where it stayed, so... You know, but we, we just we just played better as a team, and you know we're just uh, right now we're just you know we our, our guard our defense is, is is showing up every night, but offensively we have got to uh, get off to a better start and and make some shots. That's just the I mean that's just the bottom line. You mentioned that you guys were able to get the win last night against a cab. Uh, what helped get you guys over the hump? And on top of that, I have to ask because you said it this way: How did you set basketball back forty years and walk away with a W? Well, for the first time in my twenty-six years of coaching and playing, we scored zero points in the first quarter. So um, at Roy Soul Gymnasium, which is a hard place to play. Uh, for their opponents, but uh, we scored. We did not score in the first quarter. So, and we, it was thirteen to ten at halftime. Us. So, uh, you know, our defense kept us in the game. Uh, they play really hard. Uh, I think we took um, five or six charges. That's that I've been really uh, preaching on. Um, you know, in that game. So, you know, just just we just kept grinding. They didn't get down. They didn't quit. And then we came out in the third quarter. And went a stretch there where we didn't score for 
four minutes, and then all of a sudden, um, Cole Sims hits a three, Trip hits a three, and uh, you know uh, we just kind of. And when we, if we get the lead, we're going to try to, you know, we're going to control, try to control the tempo. And they they played they played well. We scored uh, 42 points in the other three quarters, so that was pretty good. So, um, you know, <laughs> when you can't score in a quarter, I, 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 my dad was there and he coached me and. He come back and I said, I don't know if I've ever seen a team uh, not score a quarter. And I said, Well, me neither, Dad. So, anyway, um, yeah, we just uh, they just played really good defense. Uh, Nate Griffin uh, came off the bench and and had uh, three or four big blocks and and uh, really had some good defensive plays. And we were just able to pull out with a win. Uh, the Cavs, the Cavs, are scary team too. Uh, Connor Close is he was a top five player in the league last year, and we, we you know we held him to eight, and um, you know just. Uh, trip did but uh um we just we just kept grinding and grinding and grinding and uh, we're, we're you know some uh, a lot of the times i didn't think we was as, as physical at livingston but most of the time our, my guard plays they they're pretty tenacious so we were just able to pull out a win and uh i was really proud of them the, the last three quarters white county head white, white county head coach eric mitchell joins us there after a big time win over to Cab last night to keep his team from falling to three and three in district play and snap a two-game losing streak post-winter weather. We're the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Next to the podium, your coach talking your team. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the high school playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. We are live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Come on down, say hello. Right now, though, we're going to close out the show in Crossville, visiting with Stone Girls head coach Mike Buck, whose team has suffered two close losses to Cumberland and Upperman this week. And later today, we'll take on DeKalb all on the road. Coach Buck, I appreciate you speaking with us. Before we speak on those two difficult losses, I have to ask, have you ever seen anything in your time around the game at this level like what you've gone through over the last few weeks? Yeah, it's definitely unique uh, for sure. That, that weather uh, around here, um, you never know what you're going to get with it. Uh, it's crazy. It was like three degrees on Sunday and 60 on this past Thursday, yesterday. So, uh, yeah, that 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 extended cold like that that was uh, that was pretty pretty rugged for sure. Um, yeah, I hadn't really ever noticed that. I remember it reminded me of '93, I guess, is later in this uh, you know after the boys' state tournament, but uh, back in '93. But yeah, it was it was crazy for sure. Yeah, you guys obviously uh, then it doesn't get real easy for you coming out of that. It's at Cumberland County, at Upperman, tomorrow at DeKalb. Uh, that is yeah. certainly in this district it doesn't get much more difficult uh, when you got to sure. go on the road to three opponents. We'll go back to Tuesday and we start with the game that uh, everyone around your area, everyone around this entire area, but especially there in Crossville, uh, loves to talk about. You guys finally get it rescheduled, finally get the first round of it played a rivalry at Cumberland County, a three-point loss just coming up short. What do you like out of your team in a very emotional uh, game and environment? And, and obviously, where do you guys have to continue to get better quickly as you uh, go through this gauntlet? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was obviously real proud of our girls to go on the road like that and, and to you know to compete at a high level 
play well. I mean, Cumberland's has got as much talent as anybody. We and we played one of the toughest schedules uh, in the state of Tennessee. In fact, percentage-wise, our opponents' winning percentage, we have the second most difficult, most challenging basketball schedule in girls basketball in Tennessee. Period. Um, Cumberland's got as much talent as anybody out there, and so for us to be able to, you know, go over there and, and uh, compete with them at a high level and follow a scouting report, and you know. Um, you know, and, and put ourselves in a position to get a win. Um, weren't able to pull it out, but, um, you know, I'm very, very proud of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they were ranked 10th in the state at the time and to be able to go across town and, and to, uh, you know, give them your toe to toe, I guess was, was, was pretty special. You guys obviously have that difficult a schedule majority because of the district you are in. It didn't get any easier a couple days later. Last night you had to go to Baxter, two upper men up I-40, and again you put yourself in a position to beat a really, really good team that, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, was probably really, really upset because they were coming off a difficult loss to White County themselves Sure. What were you guys able to do on the road that really gave Upperman some issues? Uh, I know you came up just short. How do you get over the hump in games like this going forward as well? Yeah, you know, like I said, they're they're a good basketball team for sure. Gritty, tough, um, undersized at every position, but they run they run really well. They compete at a high level, and they really really want to win. And so that's that's hard to uh, uh, you can't you can't put a you can't measure that the, the the desire that the kids have to to win for you know the outcome uh to, to get a to get a win for a team win that just it just is immeasurable for sure um you know, what, what are we doing we you know to to you know to be able to compete with these guys we're, most of the time we're following a defensive game plan that that's that uh the kids uh understand and they apply and they try to try their best to go out there and execute that our, our problem is we we just we're not you know, in, in both of those games, we, we would have, you know, three or four possessions in the first quarter. Those, you know, possessions that we, you know, who, who remembers the possession, you know, with five minutes, 12 <laughs> seconds to go in the first quarter? You know, nobody, right? Fair. Except we, we give the ball away. You know, we miss an easy shot. We turn around and do it again two minutes later. We do that two or three times per quarter. Well, now we're struggling to, to you know, to, to beat a team on the road, which, you know, Defensively, we're putting ourselves in great position, but you know we we got to we got to value the ball more, value possessions more, and if we do that throughout the game and we, we take more pride in, in taking care of the ball early, we're not going to put ourselves in a tough spot late in the game. And so, uh, yes, yeah, sure, we're playing uh, you know good teams close, but I mean there, there comes a point where um, ain't no moral victories. I mean, we you either going to win or you're going to lose. So, so part of that. Our, our maturity now, now that we're competing, in the beginning we weren't competing very hard. Now we are. We're trying. We're competing, I think, uh, most of the time. But now our focus has to be there so that we don't, you know, give away possessions throughout the game. We just kind of scatter, you know, 8 or 10, 12 possessions throughout the game where we don't execute or we, you know, throw a slow lob pass when we're supposed to make passes as hard as possible and catchable. Well, good competitive people take advantage of those mistakes. And so, uh, that's where we find ourselves right now. When we, when we, when that, when that irrelevant possession in the in the second quarter with you know four minutes and six seconds on the clock, when, when we start me- making that one matter, then you know we'll we'll score enough points, um, you know, throughout the game in order to put ourselves in a better position late. But you know we're 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 
that's our that's our deal now. That's the next hurdle for us to overcome. Uh, like I said, it's difficult, challenging to try to learn these lessons, especially on the road um, against really you know um, programs that are uh, full of kids who compete and try as hard as possible all the time. So. You know, it doesn't get any easier. We go tomorrow to, to DeKalb County. Um, you know, they got some kids who who enjoy competing. Um, and, so, and so if we show up and don't compete and we don't take care of the ball and don't do things right, you know, we, we, we'll play them close and come up short again. I'm, I'm kind of tired of doing that, though. Um, so I, And I think our girls, I think, are getting tired of doing that now. So hopefully we'll see some, some improvement. Obviously, regular season is just that. It's a regular season. Uh, we're setting ourselves up for postseason positioning, I guess. But um, you know, it's this is. Uh, I think we have a team here at Stone Memorial that, uh, if we'll focus in uh, and, and do a better job of taking care of the basketball and making easy shots when we get them throughout the game, um, I think I think it's a team that can we can beat anybody in our league. I, mean, I really believe that, and so uh, uh, we've got the talent enough to do that. We just got to be, you know focused enough in order to be able to put ourselves in a better position, you know, uh, you know, for late, late game activity. Head coach, Mike Buckstone Memorial lady Panthers coach. I love the passion. I love, uh, I love the, the fervor there from you. A final question before I let you go, I'd just be remiss if I didn't ask three games in a week, back to back games now on the road last night at upper men uh, to today, uh, you know, uh, at, at DeKalb County, where's the team's legs at? Where do you feel like uh, you guys are at, and how have you done? Uh, you know, some things to to make sure you guys keep your legs under you for this for this three game plus stretch. Sure, yeah. So we 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 were able to get back in a weight room and uh, you know and, and do some do some uh, things in there that we feel like are going to um, you know give us a pop that we need, give us the legs that we need. Um, we're not a team that's going to run up and down and, and try to get in track meets with people. Uh, we're going to have to try and execute some things in a half court, um, you know, and so we play a lot of zone defense as well. So I don't really, uh, you know, even if we're playing man, a lot of times it's a sagging in certain areas. Uh, and so we're, we're not, it's not like we're, we're, com- we're expending some energy, I guess. I'm sure uh, I know that, but um, you know, uh, I think we're, we're in good shape, you know, in terms of, of, you know, our legs and being able to, to switch some defenses around, switch some style of play around to, to you know, and use our timeouts wisely and some fouls and substitutions wisely uh, in order to be able to, to uh, still have a, a, a fresh enough legs. Obviously, it's, it's tough. Um, it's, it's a challenge for anybody to go out there and play, uh, you know, to do what we're doing this week. Um, but I think it comes down to a, a competitive spirit. Um, you know, um, Gino Ariema's got that famous quote of diff- difference between good players and great players. The great players don't get tired. You know, they, whatever they're doing, they're focused, they're locked in, and they, they'll rest after. You know, however, whatever it takes to take care of the business in that moment, and then they can rest after. We have a bench where we can, you know, we've got, you know, nine guys, ten guys over there that we, that we can throw out there and get some minutes for people and get some rest for people. So, um so we'll we'll do all that we can to keep us as fresh as possible um you know down the stretch you know here here tomorrow or at DeKalb County so head coach Mike Buck Stone Memorial <clears throat> Lady Panthers with us there as they head to DeKalb County today 
looking to stop a two-game losing streak in district play. Thank you to each and every one of our guests this morning. If you missed any part of today's show, well, you can catch it coming up in 30 seconds on Sports Radio 104.7, or you can go check it out on ucsportsnation.com, the UC Sports Nation Facebook page, or Twitter page. I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the High School Playbook. It is built from Mountain Barn Builders, and each Saturday it is live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. The High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home. Protect your cars and boats. A new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.